guys. Welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Jessica Markowski, an influencer, model, and real estate agent. Jessica has sold over $200 million in real estate within the last nine years and has amassed an audience of over 200,000 followers on Instagram. She has worked with brands like Dior, Verizon, Victor & Roll, St. Lopez, H&M, and has modeled all around the world with Wilhelmina Models. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you say hi? Hi guys, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm so excited to finally do this with you. I know it's been a little bit in the works of us finally doing a podcast together. So I'm really excited for you to hear my story, for everyone in your audience to hear mine, and let's take it away. (laughs) We're excited to hear it too. Funny story actually, Jessica and I, we were staying outside the Met and we were in line, it was freezing, the line was like going around the corner. And I was like, oh my God, you look so familiar. And then we started talking and then now we're here, which is so fun. (laughs) I love it. It's like moments like that I love about New York. Like you're waiting in line to go to the Met Museum and you connect with people. Um, New York's so special, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A place to never not call home. I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, why don't you give us a little rundown of who you are and what you do in your own words? Sure. So I come from being a model and actress and social media influencer. Now I'm also working a lot in the real estate space. Mm -hmm. So now specifically, I mainly focus on being a content creator and working in real estate. And I work with Sirhand. Yeah. So tell us about first how you got kind of into modeling and what that journey was like. Sure. So, I mean, I grew up in New York, um, which was a plus for you know, many models, you know, they come to New York to model. Um, So it was to my advantage of growing up here. Um, I kind of got recruited on the streets of New York City going to high school and a modeling scout was like, would you consider modeling? I'm like, ooh, this could be a fun high school hobby. And I went to high school in Chelsea. So um, literally just exchanged information with this person and it all started from there. Wow. So I did that. My first job was in Cosmopolitan magazine and, you know, done a lot of stuff within, you know, the lifestyle, like shooting e-commerce, shooting a lot of commercials, things within that space. And that kind of led me into naturally going into acting. And I did a lot of commercials such as H&M, Conair a few times. I mean, you name it, the list goes on and on. I've done a lot in the beauty space specifically. Um, and then I got SAG eligible. So I did a lot of stuff in film and everything that I did, I always kind of used my social media to kind of like document my journey as a diary, right? Like everything that I did, I used it as like a visual diary for my friends and family to see what I was doing, that I was like a work, working actor, working model. And, um, that's all I used it for. Honestly, I had a private account in the very beginning until one of my friends who worked in PR and she told me, why don't, why do you have a p- private account? You need to go public. And the moment <laughs> I did, I realized like, okay, well now I'm not being so reserved and now I'm like sharing my story to more people. My audience is growing. People are asking me more questions. Like, how was that? How did you get into modeling? Like I just started like this communication platform, um, yeah. through social media and Then I started partnering with brands and companies started reaching out to me, wanting to work with me. And, you know, they would like, ask me, what is your rate? And I'm like, I don't know, like (laughs) dollars. 
And they were like, okay. And I'm like, oop, they accepted it. So then like the next time somebody came and asked me like, what is your rate? I'm like, mm, 300. They're like, okay. So then I like realized like, wow, there's like money to make behind social media. And, you know, I kind of like got to like realize the value behind everything that I did, you know, and that's how I got into social media and becoming like a content creator and working with all these brands within like the lifestyle, beauty, fashion space. And um, then that escalated into me wanting to get into real estate. So I worked for a brokerage, creating content for them. Um, mm. And as I was creating content for them, I realized like, as I'm sharing this on social media, I'm getting people asking like, where's this apartment? Like, what is this? Like, I want to go see it. And I'm like, huh, I could use social media to my benefit within real estate. You know, like it was just like a different angle, right? A lot of like brokers work with the idea, like I'm a broker and I need to build a brand on social media. But for me, it was, wow, like I have a social media presence and people are already asking me how and where this place is. And I realized, wow, I should get my license. And so I did. And literally the first deal I did was 1.2 million. And literally first thing I did, I didn't even do a rental. Okay. Like my first deal was over a million and I'm like, wow, this is like a sign for me to do it. And, um, then I did it. And then slowly after I joined Sirhan and now I work with Ryan Sirhan for Million Dollar Listing. That is so cool. Yeah. It's actually funny. I was looking at one, some college, sidetrack, but I was looking at some college. I was like, oh my God. Cause I, I, I don't remember which school it was, but I remember seeing his name on the alumni list. And then I thought of you immediately. Cause I remember having the conversation with you and I was like, oh my yeah. God. That's yeah. so funny. I wonder if it was like a school in Texas or maybe in New York. I don't know because he's from Texas. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like it was Hamilton, but I could be wrong. I think you're right. I think he went there to school. Really? I'm yeah, like I feel like because it was... I, I, know. Know. <laughs> after. Yeah. I should know. I should know this. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Very, it's a very cool story. And it's really interesting to see because I feel like, like you said, a lot of times people look at it from the opposite point of view. Like, okay, let me use, so, like the, the primary thing is real estate. And then social media becomes a secondary thing. Whereas for you, it was kind of the other way around, right? It was like social media is a thing. I've already grown this following. Now let me leverage that and use it to my advantage to have this amazing, successful real estate career, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what has that taught you about um, using social media or just other tools to your advantage and how you've been able to leverage those things so effectively? Yeah. I mean, I think when it pertains to real estate, I think it benefited me because it allowed me to share not only my personality, but also what I'm working on and, you know, how I'm gradually growing, you know, because I'm no longer just a model or no longer just an actress or no longer just a social media girl. Like, I have this new dimension to me and like sharing my story with real estate and what I'm working on. And I think my audience is like growing and loving to see my expansion of my business, right? That it's no longer just her wearing pretty outfits or promoting a skincare product. It's her like showing like the real life business of real estate and showing, you know, right. the ins and outs of like me having to 
carry a ladder to, you know, something I just closed on because I need to install a carbon monoxide before <laughs> we do a final walkthrough because it's, you know, it, it needs to be done beforehand, right? Like I'm showing, you know, the nuts and bolts of my personality, but also, you know, doing real estate and selling it through social media to the most that I can. Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned so far about the real estate industry and what's, what's some advice that you would give to somebody who's just starting off or wanting to start in real estate? I think, you know, you need to find someone that could be a great mentor for you Mm. in the very beginning. I think, you know, there are so many brokers in New York in LA and Miami and Florida And I think you need to find that mentor that aligns with you really well. That's really important, right? Like, yeah, you could find anybody to mentor you, but I think that person that mentors you, you have to align with. And um, you have to, you know, have not similar personalities, but you have to have like some bond and connection Connection, with that person because at the end of the day, they're going to let you grow and you want to be able to work with someone that you admire and love and, um, you know, build a business with, right? Like that is, I think, very important. Find a mentor that you genuinely like love. And, you know, I think it's very vital to your success. Yeah. Was there someone who you see as your mentor or saw as your mentor who helped you get to where you are today? Yeah. I mean, I think Ryan Surhan is my mentor now. You know, I think he like, he's so great at what he does. And him out of everyone understands social media more than me, than me and many others. Cause he's the most, yeah. most followed broker in the U S and I think he understands my perspective of being a social media girl and loving social media so much and seeing the power and influence behind social media better than anybody else. Right. And, right. you know, I think he's a mentor in allowing me to grow and evolve and, you know, like really sees the potential in me to excel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm really thankful for him. You know, he's the reason why I am with Sirhan, right? Like he wanted me to join and I'm here now. And there's nobody other than him that I find to be a better mentor. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's nice to have that mentor who is someone you work with on a daily basis too, right? Because it allows for some sort of continuity and growth as both of you grow and as the company or the business grows too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like mentors could also, it doesn't have to be just one individual. Like what's beautiful about our company is like, at our company, we have like a common area where we all like work in the same room and you know, you don't have to buddy up with one person. You could work with everyone in the room. You could sit down with anyone and ask them questions, collaborate on projects and, you know, learn something from every single person because everybody has a breadth of knowledge, right? And I think, you know, you don't have to buddy up with just one person, but, you know, you have to really explore and grow with people, right? Like, for example, you're still in school now, right? You're in high school Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't just look up to your professor, but you also learn with people that are in your class, right? Like your friends, you know, they might know a little bit more than you and like you still learn, right? And I think it's important to have your eyes and ears open from every angle, but it's important to like partner up with people that will help you grow. 
Yeah. And it's also just like what you said is learning from the people around you and your community, right? Because there's, there's something that everybody has to offer. It's just the angle of your ear, right? Totally. totally. Yeah. With that, what are some of the things that you've learned from your peers, uh, specifically maybe about sales or marketing and selling these properties, right? What did I learn from my peers? Um, from your colleagues and my colleagues I think something that I learned is to me personally I think collaboration is key um Mm -hmm. you know I think going into real estate I've always especially when I started I felt like you know everything you do you got to do it by yourself because you're the only broker and like you are the only one and I think you know, with all due respect, of course, it's amazing to do things independently, but I think there's just something so nice about collaborating with people. Like, like we talked about earlier, I think it's so nice to be able to collaborate with someone, you know, I might be better at one thing. You might be better at another, like, like putting two heads is better than one. There's power behind that, right? Like Mm -hmm. you might be great at this. I might be better at marketing. I might be better in knowing this neighborhood than you are because I grew up there or because I lived there. And you know, there's just so many ways that we could work together and just grow stronger and better. Together, yeah. There is a lot of that, like, us against the world mentality or me against the world or me against the, everybody else, that kind of mentality. But I think yeah. it, it can get very toxic because there's only sure. so much one person can accomplish, right? Totally. I mean, to be fair, I think this boss babe mentality of being like your own independent boss like it's amazing don't get me wrong I'm I'm my own independent woman too but you know you need people around you to be stronger you know and I think this and I talk about it with friends a decent amount like this boss babe badass culture I mean, it's good, but it's bad at the same time too, Yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's great that you could do things independently, but you know that you could be even that much better with more people people. and empower each other and support each other and grow better, you know? It takes a village, you know? And yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about this whole boss babe mentality, to be honest. I totally agree with you on that. I remember sitting there and it's like girl boss, boss babe, independent woman. And honestly, I feel like it's a very toxic phrase because everyone prides themselves on like being completely solo and being completely independent, but at what risk too, you know? Like, what are you sacrificing to be this sole independent individual? Like, I don't, I don't, I have a lot of issues with the term too. Yes, honestly. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> like, I remember we we sat in class actually one day and took apart this term, and it it gets very toxic. Yeah, culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think people have to re reassess their decision about this boss babe yeah. attitude because, I mean, yes, people could do it and they could do extremely well with it, but at the same time. I, I love to give and I love to receive and I love to like work together to get things oh. done. And, you know, this independent behavior, I think, you know, it's long-term, I don't know how great it is. Yeah. 
And then it can also become like incredibly isolating, right? If you take it to a certain extreme is like you're doing everything all on your own with nobody else's support and without anybody's input, you know, that can also be very lonely and detrimental. Totally. Totally. And then you get used to like being alone all the time and, you know, it's just so, I mean, I could only imagine if I just did everything independently and like, I, I just imagine myself being alone with nobody and not caring about anybody else because I only have eyes on the prize for myself and nobody else matters. Right. That is so bad. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all about working together because it makes everybody stronger. I hear you. And it's like, it's, we're all working towards a greater good together for each other with one another. Right. It's not, this is for me and nobody else. And I have a slice of the pie. So that means, or if X person has a bigger slice of the pie, that means mine has to be smaller. Like it's, everyone can get an equal size of the pie. Right. Totally. totally. I'm such a like equal yeah. type, you know, like I love, I love collaborating, but by that, I mean like, I love things to be equal, you know, like exactly you did just as much as me and whatever, you know, I think like even with the commission structure in real estate, right? There are some times that people get taken advantage of and I find that to be unfair. You know, I think, you know, just because you may be less experienced, for example, or whatever, that doesn't mean that you're not worthy of anything. I think you you are worthy of it, you know? I think, you know, we split everything equally and like it makes everybody like more ambitious and hungry to like work harder, you know? And yeah. I don't like when like you, who gets a bigger piece of the pie sort of attitude, like <laughs> let's just get the shit done and move on, you know? Like right. what, are, what are we trying to do here? Like pick battles, right. pick fights? Like, you yeah. know, I've heard horror stories and, you know, people who just join companies and they get nothing. And, you know, after putting in so much work and it's just like, oh my God, like, come on. Like we all, we all, are needed in certain, yeah. extent, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And it should, it should be fair at the end it of the day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think all of this can also get really interesting and complicated too in a work world, right? Because there's different personalities meshing together. There's different people in different environments. So what's that been like working with different people and in different environments? And has there, has there been anything that you've noticed or learned about working with people? I love working with people. Um, you know, I think every person is different just as, as you're in school now, right there. Yeah. It's the same thing in your class. You have people who are right. like very smart, like in their zone, don't need anybody. There are people in your class who are the, the biggest personalities and the popular <laughs> girls or the popular boys or the right. troublemakers who are sneaky. I mean, that applies in work too, right? Like yeah. you have the popular girls, you have the very smart, <laughs> like introverts, right? Like you have everything. Mm-hmm. And we, we all, you know, we all work with them. We're all in the same class with them. And you know, like, <laughs> just as you're in a class, you love all your classmates. I love everyone I work with. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see how some of those things just kind of never change over time. You know, like you're going to have to, those social skills that you develop in kindergarten go with you until, you know, the day you die. 
Totally. Yeah. So transitioning a little bit into uh, your modeling career, what was, tell, tell us about that journey and what those experiences kind of taught you. Because I know the industry can also be, you know, we talk a lot about it these days, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think the industry, um, it was, I mean, I started at such a young age, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think at the age of 15 or even 14, um, you're still like developing and still growing and you're awkward in your body and like don't have that confidence yet. And, you know, you're still developing as a person. Like you don't know where you're going to be in five years and you're nervous because your friends are doing that. You're not interested in that. And, um, you know, they're, you, you just feel like a little lost, especially when Mm -hmm. you're in high school. Um, and I think, you know, to go back to like when I started within the industry, I think I start at a time where it was very important. Like now it's different. I think you could be a little bigger. You could be, you know, more plus size. Like it's more diverse now, but back then, like I had to be sick, sickly thin. Right. And I wasn't. I grew up in a Polish house. We had kielbasa, pierogies. We had, you know, we we ate healthy. Um, by that I mean like full, right? Normally, yeah. Normally, and right. I think when I first, you know, one of the first agencies that I worked with, I remember going in and he would say, "You're great, and we want to work with you, but we need to lay off the pierogies," and that. To a young girl was so like eye opening where you're like, oh my gosh, like I thought like I was good, but you're telling me I'm not. And, you know, I think back then it was such a culture where the thinner you are, the prettier you are. Mm -hmm. And the agents would literally say that to you and they would make you lose weight and they would make you say like, okay, well, when you're skinnier, you're going to get more jobs or when you're skinnier, you're going to you know, look and appear taller when you're skinnier. Like there was always that, well, it's going to be better when you're skinnier. Mm. Right. And you would go to castings and you would see girls skinnier and it it all played in your mind. Right. You're always Mm -hmm. like criticizing yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was how I started, you know, but, and that was kind of like the beginning of seeing how bad this could be. You know, not yeah. to say I had a great career doing it, but it was just, those are moments where I'm like, oh my God, like I'm doing something that I don't know if like my body could tolerate too much, right? And so that's why after modeling, I decided to go more into acting and doing social media because I got to be more comfortable with my body. And like the more mm-hmm. I was able to be performing on camera, the more prettier I was or you know, the, the more I smiled into like an audition and the more I booked the jobs and it wasn't necessarily like focused on being skinny or, you know, fitting the clothing or it was more of like you just being your natural self and putting on a personality, walking in the room and just being you and shining, you know, with the casting directors or the producers that are in the room. And that is what I really loved. And I was like, wow, this is like so much better. And, um, 
And that is why, you know, social media slowly came afterwards because I was in control of my own content and I was, you know, producing my own content and, you know, working with the brands that I wanted to. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the beginning of the modeling career back then, now it's different. <laughs> now I think it's more yeah. inclusive, you know, more diverse. Uh, back then it was much more strict and yeah. being 14, 15, 16 years old, like having people so judgmental about you um it's just not nice you know yeah 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 I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it but were there were there was did it was there ever a point where you were like this is difficult for me and did it ever send you into a spiral or a negative like just a negative kind of mindset around yeah your relationship with all of it uh, I mean I, I always had an obsession with watching my figure Right. Mm -hmm. But that was due to my job and yeah. always looking a certain way and, you know, going to castings right. and watching girls be a certain frame and, you know, going to gyms and seeing the girls that, you know, because we went to certain gyms and stuff and just yeah. seeing that. And I don't know, like going to get your measurements done at your age. Yeah. Just like always like this pressure of like, oh my God, well, I got to watch myself or, you know, I, you know, I'm going to, on my comp card, it's going to say that I'm, you know, a 27 inch, but I should be a 24 inch at my waist. Right. So it was just like that, um, that caused me to really like, really watch my, my eating too, too mm -hmm. much. Um, not to say that I had an eating disorder. I mean, I could have, I could have, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't want to say by definition I did, but it was just an excessive amount of watching what I was eating, you know? And, yeah. and it wasn't just me, my friends, you know, my, yeah. my friends, we were all doing it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, luckily, you know, the younger models now don't have it as strict. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think, and it's going in a better direction because back then it was just like, I mean, it was just not good for a 16 year old. Right. I know. I think this whole, I feel like we've also as a society why, awoken more to the way talking about your body and food can have an impact on people. And I think the spectrum of like normal eating and eating disorder and disordered eating is really, it's really gray, you know? So right. you can have like really disordered eating, but not necessarily have an eating disorder. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying, I don't want to say that by definition I had one because I don't want right. to say that I did, but it got to an unhealthy habit of just watching, yeah. you know, that in the moment I didn't think, but now I'm thinking like, well, I don't know. It didn't seem <laughs> like it was right. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's also interesting because I feel like as like a lot of people, like I don't think anyone has normal eating behaviors anymore, right? With the society that we live in, I feel like everyone is so fixated around food and body and all that stuff that there's some sort of disordered eating that goes on in everybody for whatever reason that may be, right? Oh, I mean, we watch the TikToks of, you know, when we get advertised, <laughs> like you don't want to have bloating anymore, you got to use this or like... You know, you're constantly like seeing and you're being fed things to look a certain way or you want to have abs, you got to do this or you got to mm -hmm, sign up to this mm -hmm. workout class or, you know, I think mm -hmm. this has always been around for as long as magazines have been around. Right. But right. I think we absorb this information a little different because of social media, because we're yeah. 
comparing ourselves to, you know, of course the magazines were like above everyone's, you know, expectations. expectations but I think now yeah. we, we have, um, you know, TikTokers who are normal people and, you know, influencers who are more normal than your average. Yeah. But they're still feeding you information that like, I don't know, you know, it's, it's still there, but it's yeah less of the model feed um, idea. It's yeah. It's still very redolent of that kind of culture, like the magazine culture, but in many ways, I feel like it's a little bit healthier just because of it is, there are normal people behind a lot of these messages now. Of course. Of course. I think right. like they're, we take care of more of, you know, eating healthy and eating right foods. And, you know, I think it's better. Um, it's, I think we're teaching each other how to eat better. And, you know, there's so many like yeah. great things to watch on YouTube. And um, I think, I think, I think it's better for sure. 1000%. And you know, there's also like this holistic view now, as opposed to just like, there's what? sorry, a holistic view yes. yes, as opposed to just like, this is the way you look and this is your marker of health. Yeah. And I think we like now also live in this more like being fit idea mm -hmm. and, um, you know, having muscle and definition is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And like having a figure is beautiful. Yeah. I think it's like the more Kim Kardashian era where like, it's okay to be curvy and it's nice to be. And you know, I think it makes you more womanly. And I, th I think it's just overall, like it's producing more healthy of a lifestyle for people. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Going, continuing on with the whole modeling stuff, right? If you had to go back and talk to your younger self, what's something that you kind of say to her before starting modeling and then real estate separately too? I think for modeling, like don't, take everything so seriously. You know, I think like, I love that. you know, you're, you're 16 years old, you're 14 years old, you're 13 years old. Like you're still so young and have like a life ahead of you. Like don't take everything so serious. You know, I think just be who you are. Um, and everything will attract you. And, um, I think that's very important. Um, I think like looking back at my younger self, I, I took everything so seriously and I wanted to do it very professionally. And I was a professional. I always have, and I still am. But I think yeah. when I was 14, 15, I think there's elements of like, still like being a kid is important. You know, I yeah. think it's not some, you don't have to act like an adult. You don't have to act like you're 30 or 40 years old. <laughs> act like a kid you know I think like yeah. you're still young and be Amazing. playful and fun and I think you know that's gonna resonate to mm -hmm. your work and you know I think yeah looking back I would be less you know serious and just have fun with it like at the end of the day like you have such a cool job you travel the world you get to shoot in amazing clothing products whatever have you like have fun you know at the end of the day you're not like you know I say like you're not curing cancer like just have fun have fun have fun <laughs> yeah. I love that I love that and I think it's really important too because I feel like no matter what age you are you kind of get caught up in this like must be this way everything must be x way and I have to act this way and I have to be all doo -doo -doo, you know like everything yeah. has to be pit what's the word like perfect and 
yeah. tip top shape. Like everything just has to be like speckless and spotless. Yes. Right. But like, that's not the reality of anyone's life in anyone's situation. No, so, no. Okay. I think like, yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, again, you're still growing and developing and you're awkward. So you're trying to be like, I'm going to try to act like I'm, you know, 25 or whatever. <laughs> oh my God, just be your age. You know, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Best advice I could give. I love it. Um, what have you learned in your two, I don't know if I want to call it like two careers or your two divergent careers that eventually converge? Like what, what's, what are, what are some things that you learned in all of this? I think I've learned most that relationships are important Mm -hmm. and you know they come and go throughout your life and that applies to you know me being in the entertainment space and being a model and an actress and you know me doing social media and now in real estate I think like relationships are so important Mm -hmm. um, because they carry through with you for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life and I think you know that applies to any job I think like it's important for you to sustain those relationships because those are the people who are there with you and for you mm-hmm. and will support you and have you. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I would say. Are there any ways that you would tell someone to cultivate and nurture those relationships? Sorry, say that again. What are the ways that you would tell someone to nurture and cultivate the relationships so that they are, Lasting. Sure. I think, you know, it's important to text people. It's important to call people. They might not yeah. pick up because they might be busy, but like you tried. Um, yeah. I think it's important to like still show that you care and you care about people. Um, mm. And I get it. We, we're all busy human beings, you know, like you and I, we, we live in New York, right? Like you're always like running around and, you know, from hour to hour, yeah. minute to minute. But like, if somebody comes to your mind, it's okay for you to text them or try to give them a call. You know, I think totally, totally. that's the best way to s- cultivate and sustain those relationships. Um, just to say, like, I was thinking about you. Like, yeah. I just had a, I don't know, I just had a pastry here and, like, I thought about you. Or yeah. I was at this museum and I remember being with you last year yeah. and I thought about you, right? Like, those things are important to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think people get scared because they think, oh, what if that person thinks it's weird or it's too much? But I think showing the love and the affection at the end of the day is more meaningful than ignoring that side of things, you know, and just avoiding it altogether. Totally. No, I think nobody should feel weird about it. Like, yeah. I love when I get those, like, random surprise messages. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, even you, like, writing to me, I'm like oh my God, thank you for writing. And like, oh. I, didn't, I didn't find it be like anything other than like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Cause like, I remember yeah. we met and like, you know, I lost track of reaching back out, but that doesn't mean I didn't want to, right? Right, it's, right. Sometimes it's important to reach out to show that you're still thinking about someone. And you know, that's how you have these relationships. It's through showing that you care and you're thinking about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important to like the the spontaneous things, the little things, just the why not, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
What is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten and the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Ooh. Oh my gosh, I have to think about this. <laughs> best advice is trust your instinct. Like you should always trust when like you feel something is wrong. Like trust your gut, trust your instinct. Um, that's mm-hmm. very important. Like, don't let anyone feed you any information. Don't let people gear you in directions. Like, you know yourself better than anybody else, better than your mother, mm-hmm. better, better than your boyfriend, better than your husband. You know yourself. And like, if you feel like this idea is bad, um, me going here is bad. Maybe I shouldn't go on this trip. Maybe I shouldn't meet with this friend. Maybe I shouldn't like do that knowing that I have a meeting in 30 minutes, like, like whatever it could be, whatever it could be, just trust your gut intuition. Um, I think that's most important. Trust your instinct. Best advice. Yeah. Worst. Worst advice. I mean, I don't think anybody ever gave me bad advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my God. I don't think I've, nobody ever gave me bad advice. Maybe they did. I just don't remember. Cause it was like, oh, okay, no. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I don't know if I ever have been given bad advice. Maybe bad advice of like talking to someone that like right. was bad. And like, you know, they said you should talk to them and that was bad advice. So then bad like, advice. I, I was stuck in a hole because of that. Right. That was maybe bad advice I could come up with off the top of my head right now. But other than that, I don't think anyone ever has given me bad advice. Yeah. 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 If you think of something, let me know. But I know that, that question also gets a little tricky because I feel like we tend to block out the things that just don't sit with us. So it's like, okay, anyway, moving on. I'm sure I'm sure I've been given bad advice, but like you just don't think about it. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. It's not top of your mind because yeah. you try to like clear it out of your system. Right. And out of your right. mind, you're like, you try to forget it. Block it so out. I think I forgot all my bad, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a bad so thing, right? Anything right now. <laughs> um, yeah. I have one more question for you, and then we sure. can wrap it up. Yeah. Um, if I know, like you've been doing this for ages, but if you were starting Instagram and social media now, yeah. what would your approach to it be? What would your strategy look like, and how would it be different than what it was ten years ago, or whatever? I think- I think you need to focus on being you and focus Mm -hmm. on being authentic to who you are and, you know, whether it's pertaining to the things you like or yeah, usually, I mean, that's what usually your Instagram is showing what you like. Um, You know, don't be peer pressured or just because you're seeing that one influencer growing quickly because she's her vibe is this doesn't mean you have to copy her like be who you are and you'll find that audience to like you for you um I I think like I think when I was younger I felt like I had to copy to be someone that I wasn't to grow and instead like looking back now I'm like I know who I am I know what I like like why do I have to pretend that I like to wear this when I don't like, I want to be just me. And I think that applies to everybody. I think we all should just be who we want to be. Cause you'll find an audience that appreciates that. Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think 
in this day and age too, that's more and more prevalent as we, you know, as there's more people influencing us and there's more voices in our head and there's more voices in around us, you know, it's, it's really, it's important and it's hard to stay true to you. Yeah. 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 Cause it takes one video for you to be like, Oh my God, I need to do Perfect. that. Or, yeah. Cause that's trending. I need to do that. Or I'm like, do it that. Oh, she's growing that podcast. I need to do that. Okay. My niche should be different because of that. You know, like just stay to who you are and what you love mm-hmm. because you want to do what you love. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Be a doctor, be a doctor. If you want to be a girl who runs the sick ass podcast, do that. <laughs> and don't, don't be convinced because somebody's doing something better. That better might be just for short term. Yeah. Long term. Right. I love that analogy of like, when you're driving, you can't look at the way everyone else is driving. You kind of just have to look straight and trust exactly. that you can take the wheel. Totally. Right. That's totally. like my favorite Stay in your lane. Focus right. on the future and like what's in front of you. In front of you. Yeah. 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 Ah, well, I think that is a perfect way to wrap this up. Yeah. Before we end, why don't you shout out anything and everything that you want to shout out and then I'll stop recording. Oh my God. Do I want to shout anything <laughs> other than saying that like I had so much fun talking with you and, you know, there's more to come and, you know, you guys should totally follow me on Instagram um, yes. because like my life, it's just growing and evolving and a lot of new yes. projects are coming my way. So yeah, just stay tuned, you guys. Yeah. All of your socials will be linked in the show notes so that everyone has it so they can okay. just go on over and check it out. Sounds good. Well, it was such a pleasure to chat with you. You too, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And we'll chat soon. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of What's On Your Mind. Jessica, thank you so, so much for coming. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I will see you all next week for another one. Happy Tuesday. Have an amazing week ahead. Bye, guys. Thank <music> you.